This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hello, welcome to the H Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furrow and this is the founder of Summit Life Ministries, Glenn Furrow. Our mission at Summit Life Ministries is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see our identity through God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. We've been talking about praying according to God's will, about how we can partner with God's heart and we can know that he hears us and have answers to our prayer when it's not just according to our own will, but at his will. Yes. Why don't you take it from there? We want uh, the effectiveness of our prayer life to increase. Yes. We want to be a people that uh, not only know that God hears us, but that he desires and he wants to answer us. That there is a growing confidence that we have to know that as uh, God can trust us to Mm -hmm. mirror back to him his will and his heart in regards to um, what his heart and will is. And we resonate that back to him. We, we, we say yes to what he wants and what he has shown us. And we say, amen. So be it. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in us. Then we know that we are going to, according to 1 John chapter 5, it said that if we pray according to his will, he not only hears us, but we will have whatever we pray. So I want that type of 100% effectiveness in answers to prayer i feel like we have to embrace this deny of self again i was just thinking about that after the last episode of because people want to take that i can have whatever i ask and then apply it to all these different things that we want of our own will instead of laying it down denying our right to express self 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 and to say god let your we really do deeply want what you want. Mm-hmm. And Carmen, it's an issue of trust. Yeah, that's true. And there is this beauty in prayer that God brings us into, and it's called a place of relinquishing. Mm-hmm. And you see the beauty of, of that posture of heart with Jesus when he came to the cross. And on the night that he was betrayed, leading up to his trial and crucifixion, um, Jesus was facing a situation where he had never known any absence of the Father's presence in his life. There had never been any separation in their relationship, any degree of separation in their relationship. And obviously he knew what was coming. He knew the, the weight of sin that he was going to bear. He knew uh, the agony of, of carrying that cross. And I'm not just talking about a wooden cross mm-hmm. of Golgotha's Hill. Uh, we're talking about the totality of all the sin of the whole world. He who knew no sin was going to become sin from us. And because of that 
sin, there would be this moment where the father would have to look away from him. And when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Or why have you abandoned me? There was a sense of Jesus uh, tasting death in all of its forms, not only physical death, emotional pain mm -hmm. uh, and anguish, but we define uh, hell in its most simplest of terms as separation from God. And so uh, Jesus in that moment, you know, I, Spurgeon put it this way, when he drank the cup, because he had prayed that the cup would pass from him. But yet there was this moment of yielding. And he was saying, if there's any way possible, if there's any other way that this could be done, if the work can be accomplished in any other way that does not allow me to go through a separation and a union with you, please God, look, show me how it could be done. But then how do, how do, how do we know that Jesus knew that there was no other way? Because it was in the praying when he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. It was because mm -hmm. the Father showed him, son, there's no other way. It has to be done this way for the work of salvation to be fully accomplished. And so you just see that his will, he started surrendering, relinquishing, you know, what he was, what he was thinking. Is there another option? Is there another way? He totally surrendered his, his will to the will of the Father mm -hmm. and embraced and embodied and accepted right. uh, that that was what needed to be uh, done through his life in that moment. And so it's a beautiful demonstration of what we call the prayer of relinquishing, where we relinquish our will. So when we come to the Lord in prayer, one of the first things that we do is, is we say, not our will, but your will be done. Uh, I want your will, Father, more than any other thing in my life. Now, I may not know all of God's will for me, but I'll never get to the place of understanding unless first I've relinquished my own. Mm -hmm. Because God is not going to sit there and argue with us in prayer. Son, let me try to convince you that what my will is and my plan is, is, is better than your idea. But when I come with a heart where I just relinquish the control, where I just yield to him and say, I, I align with your heart today. I align with your will today. I want your thoughts to be manifested to me, your heart, your desire, your longings to be revealed to me, then that permits that to happen. Because as someone who's been given uh, free will, God desiring voluntary lovers, not, not robots or slaves that are forced to do the, the labor and the work of God. 
No, God says, I, I want voluntary workers. I want voluntary lovers. I want people that see the value of who I am and the value of my will. And they, they run to it and embrace it and are willing to allow it to be uh, allowed to be worked in their lives. And so the more we come to grow in our love of God and for God, the more those bar barriers and barricades, they just, we, we lower those defenses down and I've come to know God is good. And I may not understand many, many things, but I've just said, it's okay that I don't understand. I trust you. I trust you. You've shown me time and time again, how good you are, how faithful you mm -hmm. are, how kind you are. How could I ever second guess that you're not gonna work this out for good. And it's gonna be glorious. Your glory is gonna be revealed in and through it. And so while I wait for your work to be finished and to be accomplished, I'm gonna trust you and I'm not going to start arguing with you or resisting you or working other angles. <laughs> be while I go, well, you work, but just in case, I've got plan B going on right here, God. And, uh, and, and please don't disturb my work site. Don't borrow any of my tools because I'm trying to, in case you don't come through, you know, I need all my resources, which are not as great as yours, uh, to work out the plan. No, God says, no, if you, if you would trust me and you will yield to my will, I'll do something beautiful in this. So I want to go back to John chapter 5, where we left off in the last episode and I want to key in on what is said in verse 13. First John chapter 5, verse 13. Uh, John said, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know. And I want to repeat that again. That we may know. God wants us to have a confidence. He wants us to be confident in our relationship with him. He wants us to be confident in his love. He wants us to be confident in his grace, his favor, his, the availability of his power that he's making available to us in our need and in our circumstances. And he says that you may know that you have eternal life. There is a rest and security that God wants to give us today to know that his life in its fullness, ever-vesting fullness is available to us that we have received it and that life is being manifest in our lives through us, in us and through us. And so that confidence leads us in praying with God, knowing that there is access to grace, there is access to to resources, there's access to an inheritance mm -hmm. that he wants to have transferred to us that makes a difference in our lives. And so many Christians, they, they just lack a confidence in relationship so that prayer to them is like, you know, I'm going to, I mean, it's going to, throw one up and see, you know, see if something sticks to the wall, <laughs> you know, the gate of heaven. I'm just going to throw up there and see if that works out. That is not 
the relationship that Jesus showed us with the Father. Mm -hmm. He said, I see where my Father is working, and I have a I have a confidence that he he is he is going to allow me to work with him and that he's going to show me what he's doing mm -hmm. and that he's even going to show me more greater things greater works he's going to unveil things that he's been working on that I would I would think that wow god why would you allow me to have the privilege of seeing what you're doing there but he said greater works would he uh, unfold as we're faithful with respecting the work that he's doing in our life and in, in the framework of our circumstances. Okay, that God would allow us to see the big picture. So learning to pray with God, that is, that is kind of what we're attempting to teach on, but it comes out of a confidence that God wants to establish within us that we think that praying with them as a full partner mm -hmm. is possible mm -hmm. and that he wants to use us to manifest his will and purpose in the earth and have us effectively be a channel that he can, he can answer prayer through. I, and, and maybe I butchered the way I... I wanted to communicate that, but it just made me think too that about how we, in our partnering, we are this gate for him to be manifest in the earth. We open the door for him to come and do the thing here and not just, not just have it be done in heaven because it is, but to let it be done in the earth through us. We open the gate and say, yes, let it come. That's right. Um, full partnership. Mm -hmm. That, that God looks at us as mature sons and daughters and he says, now that's somebody I can partner with mm -hmm. to do greater works through. Uh, I want to be uh, a son that God can have in full partnership yeah. and that he can manifest through my prayer life with him ever increasing dimensions of the demonstration and the manifestation of his kingdom its mm -hmm. power and its and its glory. So I want to minister about this thing of having greater and greater confidence mm -hmm. that God wants and desires to disclose his will to us. And I want you to go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Because I think that being effective in prayer is learning to pray with God, but praying with God comes out of us having a confidence that we know that we have eternal life mm -hmm. and that God desires to express his life to us and in us and knowing that he wants to show us again what he's doing. So I want to read this passage of Scripture, 1 Corinthians 2, verses 9 and 10. It says, But it is written, and this is a quotation from the book of Isaiah, What no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who loved him. Verse 10, These things, the things that 
my ear if I could hear all my lifetime. If somebody would start telling me all the things that God has done and is doing, if I could just sit here and, and had an angel talk to me every day, all day, 24-7, and when I'm dotting off, say, wake up, there's more for me to tell you. All that my ears could hear. And then if in a moment of time, I was taken up to, to the third heavens and I had a guided tour of every place in heaven, every realm of glory, every storehouse of blessing, every dimension of what God's heavenly realms look like. And in a moment of time, he could reveal that to me and my eyes were allowed to see it all. And then God says, hey, can you dream with me and let's imagine even more? Because my kingdom is not just static. It's, it's ever increasing, ever growing. What, what, what do you think I would like to do next, Lynn? Can you imagine it? Can you comprehend it? Mm -hmm. could, you, could you dream alongside of me of what I, I'm going to continue to do? And many times this verse has been preached in a way in which it's kind of like, uh, if you only knew, but sorry, you're going to have to wait till you get to heaven. Um, and, and it's a thing to stir us, to inspire us that, oh, something greater is coming. Mm -hmm. But the Bible doesn't end with the cliffhanger of I can never fully see and the ear can never fully hear and comprehend and the heart can never really imagine all the things and it's just kind of sometimes left there. But that's not where Paul left it. He didn't leave us with a cliffhanger. It said these things. What things? The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Yeah. And in this passage of scripture, and we don't have time to unpack it, there are three ways in which the things that God has prepared for us have been described. He said they are the things that are freely given to us by God. They're the very deepest things, the deep of the deep. And then here, here's another qualifier. He says all things. Now, let's try to wrap our heart and mind around that. The deepest of the deepest things of God. And that I don't have to try to say, what's the cost of admission to get into this storehouse of blessing God? This aspect of the resources of your wisdom and your insight and your, your grace and your provision. What's the cost of admission? He goes, no, it's all free. I paid for this. this. This is an inheritance that I have laid up for my family. Mm -hmm. You're not going to earn this because you couldn't qualify for it. <laughs> you couldn't buy anything. You know, I've shared this, that, you know, our oldest daughter, Elizabeth, worked in the jewelry industry for a while. And the last place that she worked was in an upscale jewelry store in Louisville, Kentucky. And... Uh, we went on vacation and we were there visiting her and she took us to her workplace to show us where she worked. 
And, you know, I've been to mall jewelry stores and some of the chain jewelry stores and, you know, things are pretty glittery and, and gold in those places. And so in my mind, I thought that I knew what I was going to go to. Well, no, this was an upscale jewelry store. I had never been into a jewelry store like that. And so when we came to the door, it wasn't just going in the store and looking <laughs> at the showcases. You had to go through a security check. And there was a there was an off-duty police officer that was on the other side. And yeah. you were locked into this chamber until he vetted that you were okay to come in. But then when I got in there, I saw diamonds and and jewelry that was of a scale that I had never seen before. Mm -hmm. And so I, I made an inquiry, what, what, what's the least expensive thing? And also then what's the most expensive thing? And the least expensive thing was something in a price category that I felt like, uh, I couldn't shop here. <laughs> this is not the place where I would go to buy diamonds or to buy jewelry for my wife. Uh, but God says, I'm giving you access to all things. I'm going to show you the deepest of the deep things of my heart and what I prepared for my people. And I want you to know it's all free. There's no cost of admission because the, the price of the blood of my son has paid the price so that you can have access into these places. Paul said, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. Mm -hmm. For the Spirit has searched out everything, even the depths of God. Mm -hmm. And so now by the Holy Spirit being available to be our helper, not only with us to lead us and guide us, but to be in us, there is now access. And with access to God's heart and mind and his will, there is a confidence that we know that we have eternal life. And that if we pray according to his will, he hears us, but Carmen, he will also answer us because we prayed according to his will. Now, in the next episode, we're going to continue on in this chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 because we want to talk again about how it is possible for us to pray with God according to his will as we have access to the deep things of God and the things that he has made freely available to us, how that's possible, and we'll continue and unpack the passage of Scripture Thanks for joining us. We love you. Bless you guys. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit that he takes the word and he makes it alive and, and illuminates our mind and that he searches the deep things of God and shows us the deep things of God. Thank you for sharing with us and thank you for joining us for the Age Changer Show. If you have any comments or questions, please leave those below. If you could like this video and share it, then we'll get the word out and, and encourage other people also in their study of God's word and in knowing him. Um, if you have any questions or would like information, you can um, find the answer to some of those at summitlifeministries.com. And we appreciate you interacting with us and believing God with us and um, knowing that we're in this together in our faithful obedience. God bless you.
What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.